Good morning. Um, answering the, the question, why is prayer so important? I could give you a simple answer. If you think prayer is unimportant, like leave now. If you think prayer is not important, you're an idiot. I'll just say it. Seriously. So I could leave right now and just say, there you go. Like, why is it important? Because it is. But let's find out why. For me, um, those who, who arrive a little late, me and my family have been in the United States now for six months, exactly six months yesterday. And our journey from leaving England to getting here was prayer. The whole deal was prayer. We were not looking to move from England. But God came and spoke to us and said, this is what I would like you to do. We went, really? So we had to pray and pray and pray some more. And we had to listen to God. We had to ask him questions, but we had to listen to him. And then we had to go to him with what we thought were impossible situations, impossible, almost impossible decisions and say, God, is this what you want to do? Are you going to speak to us to confirm this, 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 this? And then when we said yes, we then started the journey, which was like September 2012. We, we made this decision that, well, we obeyed God. And then we thought we'd be here by the January of 2013. No, U.S. immigration doesn't work that quick. But God didn't want us to come at that time. And then we kept praying, are you sure, God? This doesn't look good. It doesn't look like they want us in the country. This isn't working out too well. We were on our knees again, praying, praying, praying. Okay, God, did you really say these things? And confirming, and we're hearing from God all the time. And to cut a very long story very, very short, we literally were in a position that by the 31st of July, 2013, we were literally homeless, jobless, the whole dealless. And, we, and God had told us to leave everything behind. Just grab six suitcases with your clothes and in a small container put our personal precious items. But leave the whole wazoo behind and follow me. And we'd said yes to that, but as it got nearer, God was like, really? Are you prepared to do this or not? And realizing that the 31st of July was looming, and on the 28th of July, we got a phone call saying visa approved. However, you had then to go to London to then get the confirmation interview. And to cut a long story very short, we had a little extension on a house we were living in. And on the 15th of August, we left. It was like 28th of July, two weeks, boom, go. Why is prayer so important? If we had not been praying in that time, I would have jumped off a cliff. <laughs> you know, when you're considering, it's okay for me, but when you have a wife and four children, and my four children are now 18, 16, 13, and 12. So this is moving teenagers from everything they know. My wife had never lived more than 12 miles from her parents' home her whole life. And then you say, oh yeah, our next move will be a little further away. <laughs> Why is prayer so important? Because that is where we have dialogue with God. That's where we have personal interaction with God. That's where things become clearly to you. 
clearly to you at certain times. Let's dive in today. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. When Todd said, this is what I want you to speak on, I was like, okay, can I have 12 weeks? Like 12 messages? Because it's so huge. But I feel compelled that what I have for you today is to inspire you and to get off your nice, comfortable, cozy seats and really pray. Like really pray. And that's my goal. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must first believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Where do we step in terms of faith? We have to come to him, believe him, don't we? That's prayer. Prayer is faith. Prayer is faith. But it's impossible to please him without it. Worshipping him pleases him. Yes, it's important. Yes, serving him is important. Yes, all these things, but without faith, where we exercise that in prayer, it's impossible to please him. We need to believe that he exists. How do we believe that he exists? By engaging with him, praying, talking with him. Have a quick check out of your world right now, your own personal world. I mean, how's that going? Your relationships, how are they going? Friendships, your family. How's that going right now? Maybe your work, your business, your career, school. How's that going right now? Maybe your goals, your achievements. Maybe at the start of this year, you set yourself a physical goal. How's that going right now? Maybe it's your health. Your finances. What about this church? How's your heart right now for where God has planted you in this church for such a time as this? Are you consumed by the passion God has for this church or are you just a consumer of it? And prayer is where all of those things really, really Enter into a furnace. That's where the heat's turned up. All those situations. Are you coming to our God in prayer for all of those situations with specific situation? Are you really engaging with God in them? Can God make a difference at all to any of those situations? Oh, yeah, I believe he can. But are you, well, what are you doing about that? If you believe God can make the difference, how are you demonstrating that? Are you kind of sitting back and thinking, well, I just hope so? Is it just a quick, God, would you help me with this? If you have the time, that'd be nice. Or is there some passion and desperation and crying out that needs to take place? I mean, does the size of my faith really matter? Really? You know, I mean, the Bible says just, you know, faith the size of a mustard seed. So I'll just keep with that one. I won't really believe much. I'll just have a little faith and it'll be okay. Is that what God really wants? This is in Hebrews 11. I'm not going to carry on reading Hebrews 11. But the rest of Hebrews 11 talks about by faith, these people did these things. 
by faith. They were believing in a God way bigger than maybe some of us do at times. I believe the size of your God and how big you see God is the issue when it comes to prayer. How big do you see God? I mean, do you want to be and belong to a church whose faith is growing and growing and growing as you see the size of your God and you see him bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as you go? That's what's needed. That is what's needed. So let me say this. Faith is not believing in God. Faith is not believing in God. Faith is believing God. Take the in out of the sentence. Faith is not believing in God. Faith is believing God. I believe him. He said this. This is true. I believe him. So when I pray, it's not, oh, I'm believing in God and I pray that maybe in God this will happen. No, I believe God and so I pray, God, I believe you can. I believe you said. I believe you promised. I believe you want and finish the sentence off. I believe this. That is why I'm talking to you, God, right now. Because I believe. And this scripture said we must first believe that he exists, yeah? But then do you believe that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him? Earnestly seek him. Not, oh, a little throw up a quick spare time prayer. Just as I pull into the parking lot, oh, help me today, God. Not earnestly seek him. Earnestly, desperately, pleadingly seeking him. Hilton Head Island Community Church, how big is your God? How big is he? How big do you see him? Well, God's the same size for everybody. He's the same size, but what's your view of him? What are you looking at him through? Is it with wide-angled or is it like this? What are you believing God for? What are you believing God for? Is there something you right now in your life are believing God for? Believing him for? Who does he want you to become personally? Who does he want this church to become? Because you are engaged and involved in that question. Oh, I haven't thought about what he wants us to become. That's what it's all about. This morning, I think I've got something for you with those questions. As once been said, our world is not seeing God because the people who believe in him are not attempting anything God-sized anymore. They're not attempting something that if it was to happen, the only explanation is God. Our world is not seeing God anymore because they're not taking on God-sized assignments. Are you, have you got a God-sized assignment right now in your life? Is there an impossible situation going on in your life right now? Let me suggest this. If there is not, that's a reflection of the size of your faith. 
Or have you got everything under control? It's all organized. Every possible crisis is preventable. And if it happens, I have insurance to cover it. You're so responsible that actually you don't need God anymore. Other than your eternity. So really following Jesus is just an insurance policy against hell. Well, I think it's more than that. I think we have been, the scriptures say you have been saved and called. Called. You're saved and called to do something, live something. So are you doing something that only God can do through you? Only God can do it. And our prayer, why it's so important, is I believe true prayer starts, be honest, humanly, with a need with maybe a frustration, maybe a desperation, or a more appropriate word would be a cry. A cry. Go with me to Psalm 42. Really well known. So well known that we miss it. Psalm 42 verse 1 and 2 says this. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? This is not an image, this deer, of Bambi jumping around the green meadow, skipping around. Isn't life nice? This isn't a deer that's just, oh, it's a hot day today, I fancy a drink. This says, as the deer pants for streams of water, the deer only pants desperately for streams of water when the wadis in the Middle East, when the wadis off the rivers have all dried up in the dry season. The deer has to go and find water, has to desperately do it, and for hours upon hours upon hours upon days, and the deer is desperate. If the deer does not find water, the deer will die. How desperate are you for God? Are you that desperate that if you do not find him, you'll die? How desperate is the prayer you've got right now? God, I need you to help come through, break through, provide. Do something beyond what I can do right now because if you don't, I'm going to die. Does some of you feel like your soul is desert-like, dried up? desperate for a fresh flow of living water. Can I say it's a good place to be right now? I think a crisis of dryness, a crisis of frustration, a crisis of unhappiness, a crisis of, is this all life has for me? Is a good place to be if you'll take the step of faith. Because if you do, it can lead you to breakthrough. Lead you to breakthrough. If you choose to make intimacy with God the number one thing, that's what prayer is. It's intimacy with God. There is something about that we are exposed in prayer. We can be vulnerable in prayer. It isn't just, well, when we sing and when we read the scriptures, there is something I have to get my heart out in prayer. 
Intimacy with God, your personal walk with God, has got nothing to do with how much you know about the Bible, how much you know about faith. It's all about being with God. It's all about seeking Him, longing for Him, thirsting for Him, waiting for Him, seeing Him, knowing Him, loving Him, hearing Him, responding to Him, because then your life responds and you act, and the daily activity and normal life things have Him in the center of them. That's why prayer is so important. I cannot tell you, I have no time, of the things that have occurred in my and my family's life in these last six months. We thought at least God would give us a little exhale after the journey it was to get here. I tell you, when we get here, he just turned the temperature up, like ridiculously. And you think that through. We arrived on a Friday and the kids all started school Monday. So we had Saturday and Sunday to get uniforms and books and everything else that we needed because we had none of that. And then we threw our children, like good parents that we are, into a completely different culture and education system and expectation and yes, believe it or not, language. We just did that. We just said, you'll be okay. (laughs) You won't die. (laughs) But we know a God who had them in his arms. And it goes on. Why do so many of us not pursue intimacy with God? Why do so many of us not fully engage in prayer with honesty? Do you know why? I think some of you do not believe that God likes you. That's the reason. It isn't that you don't want to believe in him. But some of you just don't believe that God really likes you. Oh, I know for God so loved the world and I get it. But some of you don't think that God would want to hear your voice. For whatever reason, you think you've let him down. You think, you feel like, I'm going to go and pray to God now. Oh, why? I feel such a hypocrite. I've not prayed for three years, and now he wants me to, oh, I feel, oh and I feel awkward. I don't know where to go. And I don't know. It's just, oh. You don't believe God likes you. Your faith today has to step out and believe that in spite. We had a reading today. Even when we were still sinners, Christ died for you. Here, it didn't say when you had fixed your life altogether, Christ died for you. For those who are nice, good people, Christ died for you. It says even when you were still sinners. Sinners. We could spend the time looking at the what? That sinners. You all qualify. (laughs) Even when he died for you. He died for you. So for you not to pray 
and to believe that he does at least like you because it's way more than that. For you not to pray is to say, Jesus, you wasted your time on that cross. Bad idea. And you know that's not true. You've been saved by grace. You didn't deserve it. You didn't earn it. Yes, you, you are not amazing that God would want to hear your voice. But you're precious. And you're his child. Of course he wants to hear your voice. And I think this starts, all of this wise prayer is so important. I think it starts here and it starts now. And it is a we thing together, we're going to need each other, but in what areas of your life are you struggling believing God for? I'm going there again, I'm repeating myself, what is it? I want that in the forefront of your mind. I need to believe God for a breakthrough in that. At the very least, I need his peace now in that. I need his presence now in that, his comfort, his strength. I need his courage in that. What is it? That's for you personally. Now let me take this next step. Who are you believing God for? Who is it that will be sat next to you on Easter here? Who is not here right now who you actually are thinking, I think my God would like that person living for him. <laughs> I think that's what Jesus died for as well. Who are you believing God? And right now, well, that would be a miracle if it was him. He is so far from God, you wouldn't believe it. It's like he's in a different universe. And do you believe that God could bring into this house, this Easter, people who right now don't give a rip about God? Do you believe that could happen? Do you believe it could? Because you should. Who are you believing God for? It could be your husband, your wife, your brother, your sister, your work colleague, your neighbor, your friend. It could be somebody who is ticking you right off right now. Could be somebody who has gone, who literally a prodigal has just abandoned their war with God right now. Somebody's got consumed with the situation. Who is it? Every single one of you should have somebody in mind when it says, I believe God wants that person in the body of Christ, in the house of God, worshiping him. Are you believing God for that? Well, I dare you to pray that God gives you the guts to go to them, hey, do you want to come to church on Easter Sunday? How hard was that? You don't have to have some evangelism degree and apologetics out of your brains to negotiate. Here's the address. I'll see you there at 9.30. What's the worst thing that could happen? They go, no. Oh, well, that changed, didn't it? Right now they're saying No. Or are they? There are more people than you know desperate to want to re-engage with God in church just hoping somebody will invite them because they don't feel good enough. They feel they've walked away from him and let him down and the only way back is if somebody will hold out a hand and invite them. 
It isn't a case of, is God there? Their question is, does God care? That wasn't meant to be poetic, but it was. <laughs> it isn't a case of, is God there? It's, is, does God care? And God demonstrates his care through the hands and feet of his body. And you believe, why is prayer so important? Start praying that kind of a prayer. Do you have a God-sized assignment in front of you? Now, my family's whole life, the whole thing is just stupidly God-sized. Because there is impossible for the last six months every week. And I'm still here. God is faithful. God is faithful. There is impossible mountains in front of us. But I believe in a God who can do the impossible. Impossible. Craziness impossible, but I believe he can do it. I believe he can do it. What I do in response to this invitation to follow him by faith, what I do actually reveals what I believe about God. How I pray reveals what I believe about God. The more I pray... And the more I hear him, guess what? It's like a muscle. The more I flex it, the stronger it will get. Some of you, that prayer muscle has seized up. And it's going to go, it's going to creak before, but just get the thing going. Like a muscle, flex it, dig deeper in all of this. God may draw you to maybe pray even more painful prayers, but it's a no pain, no gain deal. This is where he wants you to go. This is not the time to do tiny, little, hopeful prayers. It's not in my notes, but I'll, I'll go here. I've shared this on many occasions whenever I've visited a church. Some of us are products of songs of the past which at the time were nice, but actually have hindered our view of God. Church songs. Very nice church songs. Biblically horrific. Not true. And my number one pet hate of old school Christian songs, which permeated all across the globe and people thought was pretty and nice and everything else, but actually it didn't increase our faith one moment, was this one. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. It's nice, isn't it? Some of, some of you, that's your favorite. I apologize. <laughs> Jesus called us, the church, the light of the world. Hello. He calls us to shine like stars in the universe. He calls us to put our lives on display and declare his majesty, his glory. Your faith is not meant to be this little light of mine. This little light of mine says it's okay for me to play my life nice and small and safe and comfortable. As long as I put my little flashlight on in a dark time, it'll be okay. What? What is that? Where is that? What Bible are you smoking? That is not in there. It's not in there. 
And your prayers have been this little light. Oh God, if you have the time, this little light of mine, I'm going to... What? Jeremiah said, there is a fire in my bones. I cannot contain it. Burning in me. We should be a light that ignites a bushfire. That's what we should be. How big are your prayers? Throw out the garbage of this little light of mine and say, he is the light of the world. Yes, but he called us the light of the world. He said, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Well, I can hide a little light. But we should have 55 million halogen bull boom lights that pierce the darkness. That's what we're called to be. Why is prayer so important? Because it shines God when we hear his voice. It's time to believe this. I really believe it. It's time for all of us to live God-sized lives with God-sized faith. And you have to ask him. Oh, you won't know I've been asking him. Okay, turn to James chapter 1. I've nearly finished, by the way. You're all right. James chapter 1, verse 4. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. But when he asks He must believe and not doubt because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Some of you have got seasickness. You're just, not again, not again, not again. Stop. Go to our awesome, amazing God and ask. I've been asking. We'll ask again. Yeah, but I've been asking and asking. Ask again. Don't stop asking because perseverance must finish its work. Don't stop asking. Ask again. Some of you have quit praying for some things because God did not come through on your timetable. Listen, our timetable was be here by January. Then second phase was by Easter. Then second phase was just sometime soon. (laughs) Soon. In his time, in his way. So I want to close by encouraging you on the one who you pray to is what really matters. I hope I've stirred enough in you to get you at least to the point where I'm going to ask God. I'm going to believe God, not believe in him. I'm going to believe him. That's why you need to be in the word as well because if God said it, God said it. You said, God, this. I believe you in our prayer. So who is it you are praying to? How big is he? Who is it that you've got this faith in? Who is he? Don't just give me the one-line Jesus answer. Now, who is Jesus? Who is your God? Who is it you are really trusting in? And I have this kind of a monologue thing written now all over the place. And whenever I get a chance to share it, I share it because it builds my faith. You need to remember, I want to close this morning. I'll say this about who my God is and then I'll pray. 
But I want to hear that this Easter, you've brought people to this house of God to hear about the greatest story ever told that is for them. Because some of you believe God that they could be sat next to you. And I want to hear that in weeks and months and years down the road, those people are being baptized. And you'll think it started, really? Because I said, would you like to come to church? <laughs> Why is prayer so important? Because you are called to be the light of the world. And God needs to increase the brightness in you. This is my God. My God is Lord Almighty, omnipotent King. He's Lion of Judah. My God is the Rock of Ages, Prince of Peace, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. My God is Provider, Protector, Leader, Ruling Lord, and Reigning King over all the universe. My God is Father, Helper, Guardian, because He is God. He is the first and last, the beginning and the end. He is the keeper of creation and the creator of all He keeps. He is the architect of the universe and the manager of all times. My God always was, always is, and always will be. He is unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, and never undone. He was bruised and brought healing. He was pierced and eased pain. He was persecuted and brought freedom. He was dead and brought life. He is risen and brings power. He reigns and he brings peace. The world can't understand him. Armies can't defeat him. Schools can't explain him and leaders can't ignore him. Herod couldn't kill him. The Pharisees couldn't confuse him and the people couldn't hold him. Nero couldn't crush him. Hitler couldn't silence him. The New Age can't explain him or replace him and you can't explain him away. He is light, love, and Lord. He is goodness, kindness, gentleness. He is God. He is holy, righteous, mighty, powerful, and pure. His ways are right. His word is eternal. His will is unchanging, and yet his mind is on me. My God is in control, and by faith, I'm on his side, and it is well with my soul. Time, Hilton Head Island Community Church, to see why prayer is so important and get off your big, flat, blessed assurances and do something about it. Agreed? Let's pray. Let's pray together. We thank you, Lord God, for all of those things that I just declared who you are. I thank you. This is who you are. So we approach your throne of grace with confidence. And I pray in the name of Jesus for lives to be changed in this place today. I pray you awaken the souls of many people here this morning who now start to truly engage with you. Start to take on God-sized assignments. Start to believe you for the impossible and ask you. So I stand with many people this morning, God, and we say this, Lord we need you to be our provider. We believe you are. Bring your breakthrough of provision. We need you to be healer. We believe you are. 
Lord, would you bring a breakthrough in healing? We believe that you are the light of the world, and so I pray now, God, we believe you are. Would you pierce the dark situations that are happening right now in some of our lives? I pray now in the name of Jesus for transformation in relationships, in families, in businesses, in finances, in health. But Lord, we are your bride, and I pray for this local church now that you stir this body of Christ to be a beacon of light. No more this little light of mine, God. We will shine. And I pray that this house is filled with salvation. And not just at Easter. Why not today, next week, and the weeks that follow? Thank you, Lord God, for this church. And thank you for Todd and Cynthia and the leaders. I pray your anointing on them of courage and boldness and faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, everybody. Amen. I don't know about you. I needed that today. Des, we're so thankful for you coming here and speaking the message that God needed for our church to hear today. Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate it very much. Thank you all so much for being here. I want to let you know about something that's happening uh, a week from this coming Friday. Uh, we are gathering together as a church, and everything that we're doing over the course of these last few weeks is really building up so that we as a church can come together and pray together for some of those impossible things that you have and some of those things that we have as a church that we are believing that God is leading us towards. And so I want to encourage you to, to make sure that you have this on your calendar, a night of fearless prayer, Friday, February 28th, 7 o'clock p.m. We've got child care. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic night. And so I want to encourage you to be here for that, a night of fearless prayer coming up in two Fridays. We're very excited about that. If you're part of the Hilton Head Island Community Church family, I just want to remind you to give on your way out. You can also go online and give. I'm so glad that you're here today. Why don't you stand up? Thank you so much for being here. And Des, once again, man, we thank you for bringing a word from God this morning, exactly what we needed to hear. May God's grace and peace be with you this week. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.